Welcome to HR Success Talk. Today we are privileged to have with us the country head for Ghana of HR Success Talk, Marianne Nukansi, to discuss on her journey as a leader. And at the same time, she will share some insights from what she had learned over the years. Currently, she is the manager of HR Planning, Republic Bank, Ghana, PLC. Mary Ann Okansi has a combined experience of over 20 years in banking with specialty in customer service, mortgage financing, private banking, and human resource management. She holds an MBA in human resource management and is certified by the HRCI USA as a senior professional in human resources. She has a passion for people development with special focus on young women aspiring to leadership. So without further ado, let's all welcome Marianne. Hi Marianne, I'm so glad that you can join us today. And I really love your background. Uh, I, I feel very close to nature right now. So the first thing we want to know about you is your professional journey. I know that you are helping a lot of women out there in Ghana as they aspire for leadership. So many will be interested to know how are you helping them. So can you share with us your professional journey? Hi, my name is Marianne Okanse, Country Head for HR Success Talk, Ghana Chapter. I started my professional journey about 20 years ago in banking. I've done some customer service, credit and relationship management, wealth management, mortgage financing, and in the last six years, I've been practicing human resource management. I started out as the manager for compensation and benefits, and I'm currently the manager for HR planning in one of the institutional banks in Ghana. I love the coat that is in your t-shirt right now and I can't help but notice that. Uh, I am not bossy, I just have leadership skills, so that's, that's really good. I've noticed that for the past 20 years, you really have evolved in the banking industry in different business units. So I would say you are an expert when we talk about banks and now you found yourself in human resources and I'm so glad. Welcome to the club. You're in the same industry now. So this brings me to my next question, which is related to what you have said. Is human resources the field that you are interested in? And how did you discover your career path? Well, you could have said that I chanced in on HR by default, because I think actually I would have loved to read law but I didn't get the opportunity immediately after my first degree. And in scouting for an area where I wanted to ensure I could give back because I'm more a people's person and I recognize that I love dealing with people and do, doing stuff for people. And so that's how I chanced in on HR 
and I also thought to myself, I want to be in a career where I could retire comfortably and still be able to give up something or to give something back. And so that's how I found HR and I must say I'm, I'm loving every aspect of it. I love how dynamic and how quickly it's, it's evolving, especially in this part of the world. I love to hear that we are in the same field, that we love um, both fields, the law and the human resources. And one thing that I've noticed in what you've said is that you were finding an opportunity to give back to the people. And that's a very laudable purpose. Not everyone would go to a certain job and find ways to give back to the people. Some people would be just be concentrated in building their career path. But you, on the other hand, you know how to combine your passion for people. And at the same time, that became your purpose. And so that's the reason why you chanced upon the human resources. And, and I recall and reading an article about Dave Ulrich giving tribute to HR practitioners and he mentioned that HR professionals are actually the emotional caregivers of the organization. And so by that description, you already know why HR professionals exist. And from what you have answered earlier, I've noticed that you are trying to find ways how you can give back to people, how you will be able to And serve. that is a very good aspiration. As we talk about leadership, that is one of the critical traits of a leader. You find ways to add value to people and you, you find ways how you can give back to people. I believe the keys to leadership for a young and upcoming generation would be to instill a sense of ownership and confidence in themselves, to believe that they can do whatever they put their minds to, but they need to have integrity, that they need also to focus and have results. They need to set goals for themselves and they need to aspire to get to the very top, no matter which area or discipline they find themselves in. I love what you said, that as we develop the next generation of leaders, there are certain traits that we must develop. And one of the things that you have mentioned is believing in yourself. It's true. It's important that the person knows uh, that he has the capacity to do things. Otherwise, if in the first place you have low self-esteem, you do not have the confidence to carry out the task, then you are not sure of yourself. Just imagine if a person has a low self-esteem, it's difficult for them to interact with people. It's going to be difficult for you to trust your judgment. It will be difficult for you to decide. So. so if you are having difficulty with yourself, how can you lead people? How much more if you are the leader leading a group of people and an organization for that matter? 
So it's important that a leader is confident. And I love what you've said, that you have to believe in yourself. So in order for you to establish that confidence and belief in yourself, you have to have the knowledge base first and foremost. In whatever you are doing, whether in your job, in your professional life, you have to know what you are doing. And so in order for you to do that, you have to equip yourself. You have to undergo training. You have to have that build that knowledge base because people think that, okay, I just don't have that opportunity. No, that's, that's the wrong way of looking at it. In order for you to attract that uh, leadership role, you must prepare yourself ahead of time. When we were younger, this is often the case where we are at fault because we thought that we have to wait for the opportunity to come for us to be assigned to become a leader and only then we will step up to the plate. But that's not how it should be. As early as now, even if we are not yet in a leadership position, we should already train ourselves. So for example, you are in a supervisory level, or let, let's say you are in, in an entry level. If you want to progress and become a supervisor, then you equip yourself with all the necessary um, knowledge, skills, training, and uh, traits in order for you to be seen as a supervisor. When people around you notices that you have all those qualities, then they will notice that you can be trusted with the role. And then, if you want to progress further, develop all the skills you needed to become a manager. So you prepare ahead of time. It's not the other way around. So it's nice that you mentioned about confidence. And you stress on the point that, okay, you are confident, but you have to possess integrity. And most often than not, there are a lot of leaders that we have seen over the years, and they are in big companies uh, and in big positions, even in, in the government, where they fail because of lack of integrity. So we have also to focus not only in our in the intellectual side of our being but also more importantly our moral compass should be aligned with our goal because if we do not possess those intrinsic qualities like uh, integrity honesty transparency then how would people trust us so it's important that we live our life uh, in a manner that people would really see the consistency in everything that we do. So just imagine you are telling people, guys, you have to be honest. And yet you here you are, you're not honest. There are things that you are not really transparent about or you are not walking the talk. So that's very important. Another thing that I gathered from you is setting goals. It's true that if we want to progress in life, and this is true not only because we are aspiring to become leaders, but for personal development, if you don't have a specific goal or a target, then you will just flounder around and your life is, you are living your life aimlessly. And it means that there's no specific direction. So if you are a leader and you are living in, a, in, in that manner and you, you don't have a clear direction on where you are going, then how can you bring 
the people. Where are you going to bring the people? So it's crucial that we set goals, we set targets. That's why we always have this in organization every year. We, at the beginning of the year, we set the target, we set the goal because the leaders of our organization knows the value of setting goals. That the whole or the entire organization, every business unit in the organization should focus in this goal. So that's why you give a vision ahead of time. You have 2030 vision, you have 2022 vision, and so on. So it's important that you set goals so that you know where you are going, where you are now and where you are going. And what are the things that you need to do as a leader to fill the gap between now and in the future. I also like what you said about to aspire. So if a person is not determined, is not passionate, doesn't have any aspiration, there is no drive, there is no push. As a leader, we ourselves have to be driven, should have a passion to achieve our goals. So how can you encourage other people if your spirit is down? So it's very important that you also aspire for lofty goals. Aspiring for lofty goals in a right perspective. So it's, it's not bad to aspire for something, provided that you are not compromising your moral values just to get what you want. So it's important that this is aligned. So I like the fact that you mentioned integrity first before you mention others, because before you achieve a goal, before you succeed in hitting your target, it's important that your heart is, is at the right place. Because if your heart is not at the right place, then uh, of course, and your moral compass is not okay, then you will be missing the point of the leadership journey. In an achievement-driven culture in the marketplace that we have, leaders are greatly challenged to show that they can deliver results. Imagine that that company entrusted leaders to bring their organization to a certain level, whether we are talking about ROI, KPI, whatever business targets that they have set. Imagine if a leader cannot execute that. So we have this culture that we have to deliver results. And I love the fact that you've mentioned that because it's important that as we aspire to become leaders, we should be able to assess ourselves whether we have the capacity to not only ourselves to deliver results, but at the same time, the people that we are leading are able to deliver results. Because if we cannot do that, then we are not supposed to become a leader. So it's important that we are armed also with that intrinsic motivation. And that is the aspiration, the drive to push and to go beyond previous achievements, to go beyond our comfort zone. These are also the things that we have to inculcate to, to our team members so that they will develop themselves in those areas. And if I had to tell myself again, my young self, about leadership, I would probably tell myself not to be afraid, not to be afraid of the unknown, not to be afraid to take the first step, 
not to be afraid if I were to fail, because I would always pick myself up again. And that is what I think a true leader always does. Thank you. I love how you summarize what advice you will give to your younger self, and that is not to be afraid. It's true. I think that is also very close to my heart. I recall this saying about the acronym FEAR. Forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. And so, whether we choose the first one or the latter one, there are times that, of course, it's normal for human beings to be afraid of the unknown because of the unpredictability. You don't know what is going to happen. You don't know if you will be able to do it, whether you can survive, whether you have the capacity to execute it, whether you will love that specific role or that specific function or that specific area, whatever that is. But if the challenge is in front of us, as a leader, we have to take the risk of confronting our fears and get on with it. Now, there are occasions that you, you can prepare and so that when challenges comes, like let's say this pandemic, nobody knows that the pandemic will come so if leaders cover down, if leaders actually became fearful, we will never be able to come to this day where the vaccine is now invented. So we have to face everything and rise. So whatever the challenge is, as a leader, we should have the ability, the tenacity, the resiliency to face whatever challenge that is in order for us to rise. I also like what you've said that do not be afraid to take the first step. So imagine if you are the leader and you are uh, leading a, a group of people and there is a challenge in front of you and you are afraid to take the first step, then of course all the people around you will also do the same. It's gonna be contagious. Your reaction towards the obstacle will be contagious that they in front of them they will see that either their leader have panicked their leader broke down their leader became fearful and cannot even take that step so the same thing it's going to be contagious to the people that you are leading they will have the same reaction in facing that obstacle or that challenge so we must have that courage that's courageous leadership we must have that courage to take the first step so we have to prepare ahead of time how to build and muster the courage as a leader we have to prepare ourselves so you have to have that contingency plan so now we know better so as as leaders and as hr practitioners when the next pandemic arrive, let's say, let's take that as an example. When the next pandemic arrive, we know what to do because we have experienced it and we, we place a contingency plan. So the same thing with our personal development and our leadership development, we have to put a contingency plan. We have to build the building blocks in our leadership journey so that we have the courage to take that first step. Because if we don't, 
then the people behind us, following us, looking at us, will also feel the same thing. They will also be fearful and would not take the, that step that could probably change their life. I love how you close the statement that we should not be afraid to fail and leaders would always pick themselves up. And that's true. It's not how many times we fail, but it's in how many times we rise up as a leader. So it's very important and I, I love this. I always say this when I have the opportunity about failing forward. I love the book of John Maxwell that illustrates the principle of failing forward, which means that it's okay for us to fail several times because there's a learning behind all those failures that we have experienced. And when we take those learnings out of those failures, that will become the platform for us to slowly and gradually go and reach the destination for us to become successful. So, so don't give up. That's, that's the thing. Don't give up. Leaders never give up. So I love the way how you summarized it. Thank you so much, Marianne, for this wonderful privilege that we have a discussion on leadership. And I'm sure that a lot of young people out there and even professionals will learn a lot from what you have said. Thank you. And we would like to take this opportunity to invite you all for the upcoming Middle East webinar 2021. And we have invited top leaders in their industry to join the panel discussion on the topic unlocking the human potential to thrive in the future of work. So that will be on August 7th at 2.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. Please don't forget to register and your attendance will entitle you to have a certificate on leadership. Thank you. See you there.